Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Book Club Style Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dana. And I'm Jenna. Two high school friends reconnecting for the joys of reading. Now, when it comes to our tastes and opinions on books, sometimes they may differ, but also sometimes, sometimes... We're going to have to start over. (laughs) What a piece of shit. I hate that guy so much. He chose the perfect time. Ugh. Friends, future Jenna here, just jumping in as always with our trigger warnings for the upcoming episode. As this is our check-in episode, we do discuss quite a few books, movies, and other forms of media, but we don't go in-depth on any of those. The only full discussion that we have that I would like to give a warning about is we do have a brief discussion about the Harry Potter series and about the controversy surrounding the author of that series. I do give a bit of a disclaimer in the episode itself during that discussion, but I just want to give a short one here as well just to make sure everyone understands we are not in any way taking a stand with the author. Uh, We do stand with the folks in the trans community. We think that a lot of the things that the author has said regarding that community are very harmful and really terrible and we just we don't support any of that. Uh, But in the episode, we do talk a little bit about the ability to enjoy the art without supporting the artist and separating them fully and separating her from her stories and characters. So I just wanted to make sure, again, that everyone knows we are not supporting her in this argument and we very much stand with the trans community. And with that, let's jump on into the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our book club style podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dana. And I'm Jenna. Two high school friends reconnecting for the joys of reading. Now, when it comes to our tastes and opinions on books, sometimes they may differ, but sometimes, sometimes we just might be on the same page. Yes, welcome back. And welcome to our check-in episode for the month of December. We are finally officially in the holiday season, so Dana can stop making fun of me for being (laughs) full holly and jolly mode. Uh, once a month Dana and I will be here discussing what our next book or now books will be why we chose them and what else we are reading and watching so before we jump on into that and our two reads for the month of December Dana do you want to start us off with what you're drinking I got just coffee today I am all fresh out of booze Um, wow you even have a boring mug it is a boring well there's something (laughs) on the other side but it's still it's just a weird inspiration quote. I don't know. It, not, not my mug. Um, Follow your dreams. <laughs> what does it specifically say? It says, fresh brewed inspiration for the day ahead. Oh, boy. Yeah, I don't Not my mug. Um, but yeah, out of out of booze, drank it all due to Black Friday, drank it all due to Thanksgiving. So fresh out, but Fair. hopefully should be able to restock later today. The holidays tend to do that. I did not have that problem. So (laughs) I have a hot toddy, sort of. It's a hot toddy, but also with tea in it. My husband is making up fun names for it to make it sound more fancy because it has tea, (laughs) Uh, but it's, it's just tasty and it's keeping me warm. I was telling Dana, it's like weirdly cold here today. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I actually have a very fun mug today. I don't know if it's going to 
really focus well enough on it for those of you who are watching on YouTube, but it has the first line from famous novels. Oh. Just like all over it in a fun pattern. So, I mean, there's A Christmas Carol, there's <laughs> Moby Dick, there's Jane Eyre. I, saw, like just I all, saw Tom Sawyer on there. Yeah, just all sorts of books. Just the first lines. So, just, it's pretty cool. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I need a sip. <laughs> I see. Figured that was you pulling up the uh, layout. Uh, I couldn't reach my coffee mug. My, my desk here is very splayed <laughs> out with how my mic has to be. My mic kind of has me centered back. So Sure. Yeah, uh, I'm like sitting diagonally at my desk. Like I'm facing <laughs> this way, but my desk faces this way. Right. It, it, it's weird. Um, so like I said, we do have our two reads for the month of December. We each picked one. Uh, and that is because in case you missed our announcement in the last couple episodes and on Instagram and you just happened to find this episode by mistake, I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but if you missed it, we are switching over to weekly episodes. So very excited about that. Uh, they are going up, as I'm sure you already know, if you're listening to this episode, they are going up every Friday. And so we are switching to two reads a month now. And basically what that's going to look like is we are going to pick not necessarily a genre, like we're both going to pick a fantasy or we're both going to pick a rom-com, but kind of a category that we could stick things into. Like this month, obviously, because we are very excited for the holiday season, we both picked Christmas-centric books. Uh, and then we do have our reads picked for January already. Obviously, we're not going to uh, lay those out and reveal those quite yet. But for that month, we picked really overhyped books or really highly hyped books, things like that. So uh, we're going to just kind of pick a category and each choose a book. And this month, we are going to be discussing Dana's book first. Do yes. you want to give us all the info on that one? So my read that I picked, I'll hold it up for the YouTubers, is The Candy King Caper. It's such a cute a, cover. A cozy culinary mystery by Josie S. Kilpack. Uh, a mystery with recipes. So <laughs> this is actually... I love when cozies <laughs> include recipes in the back. I just think it's so sweet. Yeah, this is apparently the 13th book in a series. Uh, I don't know if it's the last or if it's... The, but it's, it seems like it's just one of those ones where each is an adventure. You don't really need to read all the others. Um, but from what I've read so far, there's a lot of backstory that sounds interesting to get into. <laughs> so maybe I'll have to check out the others later. But yeah. Um, uh, publisher is Shadow Mountain Paperback, and it is 320 pages. And then before he jumps into reading the back cover and doing all that jazz that we usually do, I will just hold up mine as well. It's right here. I have Skipping Christmas by John Grisham. Yeah. And this, the publisher is Doubleday and the copyright year is 2001. So this is by far the oldest uh, book that we've read on the podcast yet. But It's very really excited. that old. For anyone that might not be familiar with this one, this is the book that, uh, I almost said Skipping Christmas, that Christmas with the Cranks, the movie with Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis is based off of. So 
very excited about that. But we are going to save all of the additional information, the 20% review, all of that for our next in-between kind of check-in type episode. And with that being said, do you want to dive into the candy cane caper? Yeah, let me go into that. I had uh, no idea it was that old. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the movie was 2005 or something. Uh, oh, movie brain, movie brain year, uh, 06, I believe. So, so yes. yeah. I mean, <laughs> had had to be a pretty old book at that point. <laughs> uh, all right. It's, it's like when in How I Met Your Mother, when they're talking about the Da Vinci Code, they're like, no, not the movie, the book, <laughs> for, right. for a time reference. All right. Candy Cane Caper. Uh, let me go to the back here. This Christmas, Sadie Hoffmiller Cunningham is making a list and checking it twice. For the first time since she and Pete married five years ago, their combined families are gathering for the holidays in Fort Collins, Colorado, for a party that would make Santa and Mrs. Claus proud. She just has to bake the famous Cunningham candy cane cake. Make sure the looming snowstorm doesn't derail everyone's travel plans, and, oh yes, solve one teensy tiny mystery before the big day. At 94 and nearly blind, Mary, Sadie's friend and neighbor, knows this will be her last Christmas. When Sadie learns that someone has stolen antique Christmas ornaments off Mary's tree, she vows to find the thief no matter what. The ornaments had been appraised at more than $40,000, but they were worth even more to Mary, who had intended to bequeath them to her great-granddaughter Joy as a final gift. With Pete in Arizona wrapping up a case of his own, it's up to Sadie to question the residents of Nicholas House, where Mary lives, and deduce who had the means and the motive to steal heirloom ornaments during what should be the most wonderful time of the year. When stories of other thefts surface, Sadie feels like she's creating a naughty list that could rival Santa's. Identifying the thief, recovering the ornaments, and restoring them to Mary's tree in time will take a Christmas miracle, and maybe a few extra special cookies. <coughs> Sorry, I had to cough that whole time. And I was like, no. <laughs> it sounds so cute. It, I love a cozy mystery. They're just, they're so, I mean, cozy is the obvious word. And that is why yeah. they are called that. But they're just like, they're comforting, I think. They just yes. kind of wrap you up in a blanket. And they're like, it's, come on, come <laughs> come read this story with us. It says it literally on the cover, a cozy culinary mystery. Yeah, I mean, so. that's a subgenre, a cozy mystery. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. I have one that I'm going to talk about a little bit later when we talk about other things we're reading this month. Okay. Um, I have another cozy mystery this month. Ooh. It's just a, it's a genre. Yeah. Well, Candy King Caper so far is a smooth read. It doesn't have me quite gripped yet. I think that's just because I haven't quite gotten to the mystery part. But it's a, it, it's an easy read. I guess best I can say, um, like, like I tried to say earlier, this is a, this is the 13th in a series, but it's not like one of those series where you need to read all the books. It's kind of their own standalone adventures. Mm -hmm. And so the opening gives a lot of backstory. There's apparently a huge family tied to the main character, how she, the family she married into and all that. So I'm like, Oh, that just sounds amazing. I want to see all of that. But, uh, so far it does. The tone does bring out the full Christmas vibes. Um, the characters so far, I'm already feeling tension between a few and I'm only like 30 pages in. So I'm okay. already, you can't be like, I don't know why I'm not hooked yet. If you're 30 pages in, <laughs> uh, Dana, but, hey, we've there talked are some, about this. There are some that have gripped me on the first 10 pages. So that, that's, that's just how sometimes my brain works. But 
there's already tension, so I already have suspects in the first 30 pages, and things haven't even happened yet. So I'm like, I already, I already I've got my darts on certain people. The theft hasn't even happened yet, but I'm already accusing people. But I, I think it's going to pick up. I think it's going to be very sweet, especially rereading that back flap. It kind of brought my spirits back up for it a little bit more uh, to hear how it's all going to go down in a way and the fact that it almost sounds like it's going to be a very isolated mystery like i thought it was going to kind of be a full small town thing but the fact that it sounds like she's just going to be interviewing people just in the old folks home i'm like oh that's gonna be funny just 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 isolated to the the old home she'll be safe but yeah it's uh so far okay i have a lot of off time coming up so i'll definitely be able to dive into it kind of cruise through it and then jump into skipping christmas afterwards I'm excited. A little behind the scenes, we are pre-recording some of our December episodes. Not this one, but the other few December episodes. So Dana's going to be reading a lot. You're going to be reading both books basically in a week. I am so... So that we can pre-record the episodes. So lucky that I have the whole week off from work. There may be days where they'll call me in. But that's only if someone needs a shift. But hey, that just means for, you know, more than 96 hours, I got time to read just straight. So as long as I have no distractions, the puppy's asleep, the TV's off, I should be good. (laughs) It'll be a good uh, test run. Like I said, even though we're not revealing them in this episode, we have picked our January books. And I haven't looked at the page count for years yet, but mine is pretty long. It's a pretty long book. They're thicker. Uh, they're thicker. They're thick. They're thick with two C's. So, <laughs> so it's going to be a, a good test run to see how quickly you can read these ones. Because these are both pretty short books. I mean, yours, again, is, uh, what was it, 320 pages, I said? Uh, my copy kind of actually ends exactly where our last one did, 301. Acknowledgement starts after that. Oh, nice. And then this one, yeah, Skipping Christmas is under 200 pages. So gonna be pretty quick both of them i'm thinking which will be good but yeah just because it'll mine's be a, a good kind of see where you're at with the reading for the weekly episodes yeah with mine being a tiny tiny paperback mine is just over 200 because it's yeah. small small i mean look pages. at how small mine is yeah you've got a big it is real small and <laughs> that's including mine's hardcover so it's including oh, yeah. room for the hardcover like thickness of the cover itself <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so really, this, really this should cool. be a good test yeah because what was it for january i can say it because we didn't choose it i had recommended it. i was like hey i know in your free time you can get twilight done so let's do midnight sun for my january read and then jenna yeah. just stops at which point i said i don't think you want to read two <laughs> books over 500 pages i just in the same month <laughs> I, I sent the message and then i saw the three dots going and i was like i need to rethink what i just said at which point he goes, he tries to question me. Like, we didn't start this podcast because he's not a huge reader right now, and I am. And so between the two of us, I would like to say I am the expert here. <laughs> and he tries to question me about so many things all the time. <laughs> but this was one where he's like, Midnight Sun isn't that long. La-dee-da. And I'm like, okay, just the audiobook I think is 13 or so hours. Just because I so... just remember, but this was young me, Twilight, I 
brushed through easily. So I was kind of <laughs> flashing back to then. I was like, I could get through Midnight Sun. It's a little bit longer. I could do that. And then after I sent the message and I saw you writing back, I was like, I immediately regret my decision. <laughs> I was like, I bit off way more than I could chew and I haven't even started. <laughs> so pick something else. Sure. We're set. I'm pretty sure you sent me that and like, we can do that. I have faith that I can do both of those books. And I looked at my husband like this, like, <laughs> I, d I don't. Okay. I don't want to come across like I don't have faith in you. But also, <laughs> so we're going to kind of have a rule, at least for the first few months, until we see how this weekly, uh, like, finishing a book in two weeks goes. Plays out. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to stick to a rule of only one long book a month. Like, we can do one about five to six hundred pages or more and one two to three hundred pages to uh, accommodate Otherwise, we can for do that two like mid-range books <laughs> but but if we're doing one long one it just it's we're not gonna do no. two right now <laughs> all right well moving on <laughs> to personal reads that we've done or personal reads that we're hoping to do uh, I'll get me out of the way just because I know for a fact that you've read things. I've only read what we've planned. And so <laughs> still trying to find time for, uh, for personal reads. Um, one I will say is attached to because of what I, I'm now being forced to watch. Now that I have finished taking my parents through all of Game of Thrones, they have sat me down for a show they like. Uh, have you heard of Killing Eve? I have. I haven't watched it, but my husband really likes it. Okay. So they're sitting me down through that. We're partway through season two there are only like eight episodes a season but i learned it was a book trilogy it was actually mm -hmm. apparently one book and then i think when the show became a hit he wrote two more and then sure. made it a simple trilogy and they're short they're only about 200 pages and he changed the title so now they are called killing eve and then the name is the subtitle so the first one is killing eve codename villanelle and the t the covers are all the same. It is the two actresses, but then the Killing Eve changes color and the subtitles different. So it's literally just copy and paste for the covers. Um, but that has me interested because I'm okay with the show, but like 50% of it, like I love following the assassin. I don't really care for the detective following her, weirdly okay. enough. So I want to see if the book maybe makes it better for me. Uh, and then the other two were books i should not have done one was on my last barnes and noble trip the other was i saw its sequel at barnes and noble but they didn't have it the first one so i ordered the first one weirdly fonted salvation day hmm. and uh essentially quick little summary it is zombies in space checks out yeah it, it sounds like they're on a, kind of like an international space station thing and something happened and i don't know what but it sounded really cool and creepy and the last one is what sounded really fun. It sounded wacky. It sounded like up my alley of just being different. And because I like things with a lot of sarcasm. I've, I've mm -hmm. learned that I, I love characters who can be witty as much as I want to be witty. <laughs> and so um, the people who actually come up with the comebacks instead of right waiting then and there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so this book is called The Girl Who Could Move Shit With Her Mind. And it's essentially she is some sort of telekinetic detective and she takes on the cases of like other supers that they're going after. Yeah, but the whole cover. Yeah, and so it's 
it, it has a sequel and the third one is about to come out, I think beginning of 2021. And all of them are something with the abbreviated shit in the title. And so um, it sounded really cool. I'm really excited to dive into that one. Uh, it's, a, it's a thick one. So that one's probably one I'm going to have to really hold for a personal read. The others are kind of short. Um, and on our Instagram, I posted one of the others. I wanted to read a ring shout, which was kind of like a supernatural historical fiction about, oh, you picked it up. <laughs> no, I got sent a copy before oh, this right. one came out. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. And yeah. so remember, I told you that when you, um, oh, yeah, another behind the scenes, uh, Dana takes pictures and sends them to me and I post them on the Instagram. Like he sent, uh, he sends me captions and whatnot, but I, I will do the like photo editing and whatnot. Yeah. I don't trust and my so, photo skills. It, right. I don't do much, but <laughs> the little bit that I do so that they are kind of the same color scheme as my pictures type thing. Right. But when you sent me this one, I said, oh yeah, I haven't read it yet, but I, I got sent a, I sent a copy of that one. So I have the <laughs> not for sale. <laughs> yeah. And that one was more like uh, freedom fighters going up against KKK members, but it sounds like there's a supernatural twist involved as well. Yeah. Uh, the publishers, when I got this one, they kind of described it a little bit like, um, what is that show called? Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country. Country. I was just going to say. Uh, which I know is also a book or a series of books. Uh, don't come for me, but they specifically mentioned the show because it, when this was being published in October, October, uh, that show had just come out and was huge and everywhere. So yeah. they were kind of selling it as Lovecraft Country ish. And and that's exactly the reason I got it because uh, the the folks chose it. I I, th I thought the show was okay. It had some great ideas. The book I believe is it is a single book, but it's like vignettes. I think it mm -hmm. is vignette stories. And so the show kind of models itself that way with a thin overarching narrative. Um, I've seen and so, parts of the show. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. when I was in Barnes and Noble, this was on the new fiction releases right on the front. And I was just looking right before I was about to exit. And then I just saw the cover. The cover really grabbed me. And then when I read the flap, I just immediately was like, Lovecraft, I yeah. want this. And so that it's exactly that reason. So they, they did a good job selling it that way. Because as soon as I saw the show, I saw this cover. I was like, I need to read this. So those are the ones I'm planning to work on. Like I said, now, especially with the fact that if we're pre-recording, there's also going to be some time for me now to do some personal reading as well. Yeah. Uh, with the holidays we're coming up. We're pre-recording both of the discussions pretty early in December. Yeah. Um, so you're going to have basically the entire month of December to do your own reading unless you want to start the January books early. Maybe do that as well, but I think I think I'll be okay on that. I really there's like I said the little library I said I would not build in this loft I'm living in is building and so I, I need to read some of these. So I'll probably either That's I know part of the problem. I had that problem when I first started my Instagram for my blog too. It's just like you're talking about books all the time you're taking and seeing pictures of books all the time you are start knowing when the new releases are coming out and like knowing right. what is coming up from publishers or authors that you like and somehow books just find their way to your shelf like you black out sometimes and there's new books in your house mm -hmm. and you're not quite sure how that happened <laughs> but they just kind of showed up on their own and and somehow the money is not in your account anymore nope. i get it <laughs> yep so I'm 
I'm looking at these and definitely Ring Shao just because that one's very short. I could probably, if I had the motivation, sit down and read that in a day. Yeah. Uh, that one, again, I think is 200 pages or less. Yeah, it's like just under. Like, that's why mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this looks cool. It looks very short. And I think that's what I'm learning about, like, even for me and my trying to write myself, I may learn that that's the type of writing I want to do where it's like when it just gets to the point where it's mm-hmm. not a 400, 300 page novel that feels like it needs to build up. If it just gets to the point of a story of like, hey, you want this kind of supernatural action-y, like, you know, freedom fighter story, we got you. Here it is. Go. And so maybe that's my problem with why I slow down in writing because I feel like I need to build up. No build up. Get to the point. (laughs) Anytime you talk about a project that you are writing or that you've shelved or whatever, to me just personally, yeah, it always comes across a little bit like you feel the need to write a 700 page epic. I don't have, you that. know, and you don't <laughs> No, And I don't mean that as like a criticism, but it's just like, no, no. that kind of is how it comes across of like, this is what I'm thinking I'm going to do or right. what I'm going to, the kinds of things I'm going to be writing. And it doesn't need to be that sometimes no, and that's, they're just, and the that's short what, ones are really great. And I think that's uh, as the last bit of I'll let myself on this personal ramble of I've noticed is just that I've, I've never I think it's because it's you're seeing more of that. I feel like people didn't really like maybe it was just my own personal bias of not seeing many. But I thought maybe publishers didn't like books that were short. Maybe they liked things that were bigger. But then I'd realize, you know, you know Gatsby's who likes a- short books? Readers. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, but like I was saying, I remember Gatsby is a classic and that thing is short. Uh, you know, we're looking at Skipping Christmas that got a movie adaptation short, Ring Show. So when I realized that there are more short books out there than I realized, then I was like, I think I'm just a short storyteller because I always have my I always have a good through line to a point. But then I feel like I need to figure out middle. Sure. I have beginnings and ends and I have no middles. But speaking of shorter books before yeah. I jump in with what I've been reading. Goodreads roasted me through my email the other day. Uh-oh. Like, Goodreads came for me. And I'm mostly joking. Like, I'm blowing it out of proportion. <laughs> it's an email that they sent to a lot of people. It's like a draft email. But <laughs> or a I chain just got email. <laughs> but so at the beginning of this year on Goodreads, you can set your reading goal for the year. And I set it for 100 books in 2021, or I'm sorry, in 2020. And I was ahead of schedule. I was doing great. And then March happened and Mm -hmm. April Mm -hmm. happened and May happened. And my head was in not a great place. And my heart and soul were not in a great place. And I didn't do very much reading in those three months. And so I've kind of, even with how much I've been reading the past few months, I'm still playing catch up. Like I'm still pretty behind on that reading goal and I'm not sure I'm gonna meet it at this point by the end of the year right but Goodreads called me out on it in an email the other day they were like oh are you having so much trouble finishing your reading goal? <laughs> there's a list of 30 books under 200 pages and I was like excuse you Goodreads <laughs> so I was joking with my husband that I have beef with Goodreads now <laughs> like they roasted me through that email it, it reminds me I of was the so mad. it reminds me of like the meme of like the it's i think it's the wendy's twitter is it's like when other fast food joints <laughs> yeah. tweet the wendy's twitter is so harsh and just smart ass about it there's a it, couple where... companies that they just 
clap back like crazy. Yeah. Wendy's is one of them. Yeah. It was like, it was like McDonald's was like, we have, we, we finally have our best, like we, like the best recipe for our McNuggets <laughs> or whatever. And Wendy's like, oh, you're fake chicken shit. And it was just like, it was like, I want to know who's behind that Twitter. But <laughs> God, it was so funny. So I, I mean, I'm doing pretty good. I finished one of my current reads yesterday morning and I want to say it was book number 76 or 77 Mm -hmm. but I'm still like 15 books behind where the schedule says I should be and but yeah they just they they came for me in my email (laughs) the other day (laughs) it was hella rude Here's, here's here's some short books for you if it makes right. you feel better. Having so much trouble <laughs> reaching your goal. Here, take some short books. But anyway, part of what made me think of that was Ring Shout was on right. the list. <laughs> Which I already had it. And I was like, I was already planning on reading that one in December since I haven't read it yet. But rude. <laughs> so it's an advanced copy, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So for anyone watching on YouTube, when Dana was talking about being drawn in by the cover... It is the same cover. It still looks like yep. this. It just doesn't have this bar at the bottom. Yeah. So mine's if a, you are looking for it in a Barnes and Noble or something, still look for this cover. Yeah. It's a it's a hard cover, a hard slip cover. Oh, is it? Uh, yeah. My, mine's a hard cover with a slip jacket. Gotcha. As you it's can got... see by the fact that I am fidgeting with mine. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do that sometimes. I'll just like sit and kind of fing- finger thumb through the pages. <laughs> but anyway super long goodreads tangent over you're good what's what's the reads you've done or looking to do so the one that i finished yesterday morning was on my kindle so i do not have it in front of me but i do have the other two it was a part of a series let me grab those well it just caused all of the books on that shelf to fall over (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know if you've seen these covers when you have now since we started this been uh exploring the rom-com section a little bit more but k.a tucker this is the the wild series so the first one is the simple wild and then the second one is wild at heart simple wild i want to say came out in 2018 and then this one came out late last year 2019 i don't i haven't pulled that up in front of me so i might be wrong but just trying to remember off the top of my head but this is a series that has just meant so much to me and I just love it so much I actually like I have a signed copy of the second one type thing. so it's one of my very favorites and not necessarily book three but book like 2.5 uh, it's a novella comes out the first week of December and I had gotten from the author a copy of that one for my kindle and I read it If I hadn't fallen asleep, because I was reading in bed, I would have finished it in a single sitting. It's so good. It's pretty short, again, because it's a novella. But it's basically, The Simple Wild is Kala, the main character, goes to Alaska to meet her estranged father and ends up also meeting the really feisty like yeti basically living next door and then wild at heart she moves to alaska to live with jonah and so the 2.5 the third one sort of is called forever wild and it is just a novella of them hosting their families for christmas (laughs) and it was just delightful (laughs) are there plans for a third an actual third i don't know if the author has announced anything there is 
a sort of announcement of like keep your eye out for this story or whatever at the end of the novella so i think actually that might be the first announcement of it okay kind of like in wild at heart the last page i think says something along the lines of look for them at christmas and forever wild coming december okay and that was the first announcement of that one and so i think that might be the same thing and so i don't want to say what it is or whatever and ruin the surprise for people (laughs) since that book hasn't even come out yet but there is i'll say that there is an announcement at the end of the novella that is a little bit different but takes place in the same like group interesting yeah so i loved that a lot uh and that honestly was that was my favorite thing that i've read recently I knew that it would be going in, <laughs> uh, so it's kind of a cop-out, but I just, I loved it so much. And was really quickly, because I mentioned this one in our last check-in, I believe. Uh, holidays. Yeah, in a holidays, Christina Lauren. It was so good. It was just, it was very <laughs> cute. This was the one, if you listened to our previous check-in, that is kind of Groundhog's Day, but Christmas. Oh, right, but right, right. also about self-love and figuring out what makes you happy instead of making other people happy. And it was just very sweet. As soon as I finished it, my mom bought it on her Kindle and read it because <laughs> she wanted to talk about it. Oh, one, one of the ones... thought was very cute. One of the ones where she's like, mm, I'm going to have to borrow that. <laughs> yeah, no, she just bought it. She was like, oh, okay. I wanted to read a book that you just finished and then we could talk about it. My mom is real cute, y'all. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, my mom's failed on her new needing to read. She's still only like 40 pages of that book she grabbed. And I was just like, Mom, you said you'd start reading again. Oh, no. (laughs) My mom has always been a reader. She's so fast, though, which is Mm. infuriating to me. Because I read a lot. And so I will get through books fairly quickly because I am setting aside a lot of time to do the reading. Yeah. But it's not because I read quickly. Does that make sense? You're right, right. And so I'm, I'm a very slow reader. And my mom is ridiculously fast. <laughs> I remember when the last Harry Potter book first released, she bought it and finished it in an evening. And I remember staring at her and trying to like shoot lasers from my eyes. I was so mad that she was able to do that. Oh, it's just it's crazy. That's another one. Uh, just reminded me. So on Thanksgiving, to keep the children distracted, uh, the USA Network had Harry Potter Marathon going all week. And they just kept, like, all of them played all day, every day. And it was, then they had, like, behind-the-scenes stuff and, like, in the commercials. That really, really drove me to want to go to storage, find the damn box that has my box set, and read them. Because I still am a person who has not read all the books. Sure. And I really Um, want to now. (laughs) And I would just like to say as a disclaimer, we are aware, or at least I am very uh, aware and kind of keeping on the outskirts of all of the drama surrounding the author of the Harry Potter books right now and all of the controversy. We are not, you know, taking a stand with her or anything like that. Uh, I don't need to speak for you but i obviously do not agree with 
any of the things that she has been saying. I think that they are potentially very hurtful and dangerous things to be saying. But I also would like to think that the series that she created could potentially outlive her, you know, even without her. It is bigger than she is at this point. So I think that as long as you are informed on the issues and you know where you stand and how you feel about it, I think that you can still read and enjoy the series, just maybe without showing your support for the author. I think that to a certain extent, she is no longer in charge of this world that she created. No, it's it stands on its own and and i'm a firm believer on when it comes to issues like that separating the artists from the art and that i believe you can do that and especially like you said it's grown to not stay on this topic too long but it's grown beyond that you've seen how it's just the story of harry potter has enriched people's lives has yeah. in has made them who they are today and how they've passed that on to their kids and all that. The the love for that source material and the magic literally surrounding that world mm-hmm. is its own being at this point. That and the stories themselves have potentially been so helpful and supportive to the group of people that she has been attacking, you know? Yeah, I mean, exactly. there's literally a class called Transfiguration yeah. <laughs> and and a lot of people from that community before all of this was happening had, you know, come out saying that those stories and those characters had helped them. And so I think that the characters are separate from her. I think that the stories are separate from her. Maybe just like get it from the library or yeah. borrow it from a friend if you don't already have your own copies and mm-hmm. you want to read them. I think that you can still enjoy them without supporting the author or her stand against human beings. Yeah. And yeah. But that's just me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then the other I remembered, it came out recently. I don't know if you read the original. It had a movie adaptation. Did you ever read Ready Player One by Ernest Cline? (laughs) No, because it's not necessarily a genre that I will go out of my way for. I I have seen parts of the movie, I think, Mm -hmm. uh, but I have heard really bad things about the sequel well that's the thing i've heard i've heard such bad reviews i've heard i've heard (laughs) mixed i've heard it's 50 50 of there are people who are who absolutely love it with how different it is and then i hear people who say they think it's forced and so i want to now read both to see what my opinions are because i've only seen the movie i remember buying the book because of our high school uh librarian uh when Mm. i went in one time and they had the book club i almost wanted to join uh i think for the newspaper i had to ask him about it and i asked him what was his favorite book for the read and he said ready player one but he was the only one who chose it everyone else chose uh divergent because divergent had just come out and so i was like ready player one sounds interesting yeah Yeah, it was super angsty it was okay (laughs) um i didn't ever end up reading any of the sequels mubby i did I, and so Ready Player One always stuck with me and I bought it, but then I never read it. It sat on my shelf collecting dust, but I read the, I watched the movie and I absolutely loved the movie. Like that has become such a favorite of mine that it will be randomly on TV. I don't care where it's at. I'll, I'll put it on. There, there was, there was one day I watched it just cause I was really in the mood for it. And then the next day I put it on for background noise to read a book. 
and I accidentally ended up watching the movie again <laughs> two days in a row. And I was like, damn, this is such a fun movie. And so That's when I heard funny. there... I haven't really heard anyone say that about that movie before. Like, that's a pretty common thing that you'll hear said about movies in general. Like, Mm -hmm. my husband and I, whenever Devil Wears Prada is on TV, we will just turn it on and have it play in the background or, you know, whatever. There are movies like that for everyone. I don't think I've ever heard it about Ready Player One, though. (laughs) It it hit me. I I think I just love the fact that it's maybe just me that it's just kind of a video game movie that the majority of the movie is in the video game world so that cgi to me just it really attracts my eyes it just glues me because i'm like i feel like i'm watching a a game that i don't have to play and so (laughs) it's really fun and so now that there's a sequel everyone's like is there a movie to the sequel and all that but i know that the movie had to change a lot uh from the book what some people said it dumbed down sort of the challenges from the book so i want to see how the source material is different and sure. i want to see if the sequel is really as bad as some people are saying because i yeah I don't, I've, I've heard really negative reviews because so don't, if you end up reading it let, let me yeah. know what you think <laughs> well because i for me with critics i've gotten to a point where with critics i don't listen to them much i mean i'm not talking about critics i'm talking about my friends on instagram well right but uh if anything (laughs) if anything like that usually i still wait for my own opinion when it comes to movies books games or stuff like that because i know for a fact that i'm someone who can be easily entertained not to say that i like crappy things because obviously if i like it i don't think it's crap but it's the thing that when it comes to entertainment that's what it is it's are you entertained were you entertained at all by this you know book or tv show or whatever you're experiencing and if you are that's great because we had that talk you know it's okay to like what you like and so Mm -hmm. if if i am that's great and so there are times that you know people will tell me this is terrible and i'll experience it i'm like what was your problem with it and i'll just i'll be the outlier and i think i only ever had one thing ever deter me where everyone said something the exact same thing almost word for word saying something was terrible and i was like okay if you're all repeating the thing but you're all separate minds maybe i'll step away from that one and that was the only time i let people form my own opinion about something because they were almost word for word saying the exact same opinion i was like that's Anywho. funny <laughs> <laughs> we have now been talking about ready player one for a long time <laughs> i'm gonna get into a couple other things that i'm hoping to read this month i'm not gonna mm-hmm. go too deep into very many of them What I do, basically, when I'm making a reading list for the month or a TBR, a to-be-read list, Mm -hmm. um, I like to include way more books than I know I have any chance of reading in that month. Mm -hmm. So, like, my one for November had 30 or 40 books on it. And the reason that I do that is because I like to be able to mood read, at least to a certain extent, and say, like, I just finished a book that I thought I was going to love, but I didn't love it so much. Now I want something that I know was basically written for me. Or I want something that's going to be a short page count or things like that. Or if I was reading a mystery or a thriller that turned out to be a little bit too much for me and, you know, didn't help with my anxiety, I could pick up a rom-com next you know things like that yeah um and next month there's a few not really readathons but kind of challenges on instagram to 
work on your backlist of books, specifically through NetGalley, which I'm very far behind on. Uh, Basically, NetGalley is a website where you can create a profile and sign up, and then that is one of the places you can request early copies from authors for your Kindle, specifically through NetGalley. Um, It's all electronic copies. And... I have an embarrassing amount of books on there that have been published for a while now that I just I haven't gotten to. Uh, and so I'm mostly working on that. So I'm not really going to share any of those because I don't know which ones I'm going to read. I'm just going to kind of work on reading some of those. Uh, but the three that I will quickly share that I know I'm going to read this month, I have this one, which is when I mentioned earlier, this is the other cozy mystery. So this is... 15 minutes of flame. <laughs> uh, and the little tagline is a Nantucket candle maker mystery. Oh my God. Which is just, it's going to be so <laughs> cute. But one other really cool thing about this is are you familiar with Once Upon a Book Club? No. It's a company that basically, I have the box down there, but it's, there's stuff on top of it and it would be kind of a pain to get it out. But basically, it's a subscription box that you can sign up for, uh, and you do have to pay for it. It's just like a subscription box. But every month, they send you a book and gifts that go with it. And they could be uh, a candle that goes with, you know, whatever is happening in a scene or something. Uh, Oh, And then in, in the book... There's pages like this where you get to the page and it says, open your gift. Mm-hmm. And it's just a little sticky note so you can take it out. But it, uh, you have, I think it's usually three. It might vary. But little gifts that you open throughout the book as you go. And so I have one <laughs> that's like page 208. And then there's another one that's page 300 something. And it's just, it's a really cute way to have an interactive reading experience. Right. Uh, This is actually my first one. I'm really excited. I am one of the rep team for them. Like, I'm one of their influencers. So I did not actually pay for this box. They sent it to me to get me to post about it on my social media, basically, which I'm very thankful for, which is why I don't have a ton of experience because this is my first one from them. But it's just, it's a little cozy mystery, and there's little gifts to open when I get to certain pages, and it's just, it's going to be so cute. It's going to be a little treat-yourself afternoon <laughs> read for me, I think. And then the only other two I'm going to even mention, I have these. I typically reread them in December just because they make me happy, uh, and I've done that the past few years now, but they're just little collections of Christmas (laughs) stories. Uh, One is Jane Austen Christmas stories, and one is Louisa May Alcott. And also, just, like, look at this cover. It is so cute, the (laughs) Louisa May Alcott one. It's, like, looks like a Christmas card. I I was going to say, it looks looks more like a postcard. Yeah, it's just so cute. And they're, like, scenes from other books or short stories or whatever that all take place during Christmas. So... For example, one of the bits in the Louisa May Alcott one is the Christmas morning scene from Little Women. And so just things like that. But (laughs) these ones just, 
they make me really happy. And again, mm-hmm. it's an afternoon read, so I usually reread them in December. That was one I was told I should read because I've only Little seen... Little Women. The, yeah, because I've only seen the most recent movie and I was very <sighs> surprised with how much I enjoyed it. I... That adaptation? I <laughs> loved the most recent one so It was much. so good. It was it's too good. It's so good. <laughs> I, I... Oh, God, it's so good. We saw it in theaters for my husband's birthday because uh-huh. he knew how much I wanted to see it and mm-hmm. he just likes seeing movies and he was excited for it too but he was like oh my god she's gonna yeah. weep basically yeah, yeah it so was... we saw it on his birthday <laughs> and then I got the DVD for my birthday oh my god <laughs> so no we, it. we saw it in theaters because it was my at the time I had a movie pick and my girlfriend at the time had a movie pick and that was her movie pick and so it was like we saw mine we saw hers I didn't think I was gonna like it and then it was like halfway through and it felt longer than I thought it was because two times I was like, oh, it's about to end. And then it kept going. I was like, there's, there's fair more. If you don't know the story. Well, and not um, in a bad way. I was like, because I knew what plot thing happened. And so I was like, that hasn't happened yet. There's still more movie here, isn't there? And then with the way it kind of wrapped up as like a sandwich, I was like, it, like it blew my mind and I hated it because it was something that's so it's predictable, so but I just, I loved how it did that. So it was one I was told I should read, but I, yes, I was in love with that movie for a while. Yeah. You should read it if only because it's such a classic, you know, right. it should be on your list of, even if you know you're not going to enjoy read it a book, like <laughs> you should read it just because it's such a huge part of literature. Yeah. I would say Little Women. Uh, fits I did... into that category but it's just it's so good and the oh my throat is dying <clears throat> yeah and it's not for everyone my mom doesn't mm. like it which is weird to me <laughs> and I never understand but so it's not for everyone but it was one of those stories that was really big for me when I was younger mm-hmm. it was really big for a lot of young women right it was one of the only uh, pieces of literature that was about young women Mm-hmm. You know, but I kind of grew into more of a Meg as I became mm-hmm. an adult. Meg is the older sister. Oldest. But I was very much an Amy when I was younger, <laughs> and I kind of am still a little bit. Like, I still have those bits. And that's Florence. Everyone, Pugh, right? yes. Okay. Who is brilliant in the movie. <laughs> but everyone hates Amy. Everyone hates her. And. All of the movie adaptations before this one, you could tell that the people playing her and the people that directed <laughs> and wrote, like, everyone hates on Amy. Hated Amy. <laughs> and you can just tell, when, like, when you're watching the other ones, yeah. you can tell that that care wasn't taken. Mm-hmm. Um, and so watching this one, I wept a little bit because it's <laughs> the first time reading it, watching it, whatever that it seemed like the person in charge of whatever media you were consuming let you like Amy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so it's just, uh, even if you hate the book or (laughs) hate the story, I need everyone to have watched that movie, please. Well, well, the idea of, I've kind of committed to that to two. The idea of reading something that's a classic, even if you think you may hate it. One was because I randomly bought it, uh, Dracula, Oh, yeah. Um, Have you not read Dracula? I read parts of it and I stopped because what made me want to get Dracula was I bought the official sequel. 
which was written by the author's descendant and a Dracula like historian. They wrote together an official sequel that was years ago, and now I've seen that the pair have also now written an official prequel. So now the Dracula <laughs> story is somewhat a trilogy. Um, so I had I started it but never finished it, and then the one that is really the one that I think I may not like but got anyway, Moby Dick. Yeah, I have a copy of that one. I haven't read it. I started it when I was in high school. Yeah. But I also started War and Peace when I was in like 10th grade and was like, I made a mistake. Uh, (laughs) But I just, I I put down Moby Dick and never picked it back up, which is so rare for me. Yeah, I got it because it had it eventually. It had a very fancy. It had one of those like the books that have literally what is it like that classics label on the front and the top center with that little gold. The Barnes and Noble ones. Yeah, the kind of classic. And so there was the Moby Dick one was cute because it was just blue and had a whale, and I was like, oh, this is artsy. I was like, but I know it's (laughs) a heavy read, and so I just this is artsy. It has a whale on it. And so I grabbed (laughs) this light, light light-hearted looking Moby Dick cover, and I was like, I'm gonna finally read this thing. And did you? you just described the cover as lighthearted. Yeah, exactly. Did you think that the book was no, lighthearted? No, I know the book is not lighthearted, okay. but I love I the fact- I was about to make fun of you hard. Like I Goodreads love... email to me. <laughs> I... Roasting. I loved the contradiction of knowing what kind of story Moby Dick was and seeing this like, hey, it's the whale book and just That's grabbed so it and threw it in my basket. And I was like, I I'm going to read this eventually. I love classics copies. No, I feel like they're going to stop making them because nobody really- Mm-hmm. buys them anymore i don't think well the, but the like, dracula I have one. one that is uh the first five wizard of oz stories and it's oh just, they're so nice they're so pretty well the, the dracula one is simple because it's literally just black and the word dracula in a artsy font but around the word dracula it's kind of got this like red hue so it almost makes like an oval but almost as if it kind of looks like fog that dissipates into the black so it's okay. like it's kind of like dark, simple, and then it's like Dracula. Oh, God, I hit the mic. <laughs> it's like Dracula. <laughs> so, Are you trying to make my tea come out my nose? A little bit. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I get that because I, I, I told myself I was like, I should start doing that, finding some classics or finding – or because I think that was then me before even this trying to be like, hey, don't judge it. Maybe read it. And so yeah. I think part of me read like the first page of Moby Dick and thought, I think I can get through this. Let's just grab it anyway. So, uh, uh, well, we've been on that for a while, and I already talked about. Ah, oh, damn it! I hit the mic again. Uh, it's really close to me. I already talked about watching because really the only thing right now is Killing Eve. I'm still kind of cruising through Dexter on my own, mm-hmm. um, but I'm almost done with it. Learned another friend just started it for the first time. And I said good luck. And then other than that, we kind of tried to watch random movies. There was one called Patient Zero that I looked very indie. And I was excited for it because it had Stanley Tucci in it. And I absolutely oh, love, I love Stanley man. Tucci. This movie was terrible. Oh, no. <laughs> such a disappointment. Well, it's Just called stick Patient... with Devil Wears Prada. Right. It's called Patient Zero. It stars one of the Doctor Whos. Um, you know that that's not what they're called, right? I know. One of the actors who plays Doctor Who. The one that, after... But that's not the... The Doctor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, I'm not someone one... that like goes crazy for right. it, but like you will get roasted if you go around calling them the no. Doctor Who's. It, pl- it played one of the doctors, uh, the one after David Tennant. Oh yeah, uh, Matt Smith. Him. So it stars him, Natalie Dormer, Stanley Tucci. 
Uh, and that's about it. What have we been watching? We, again, I said it a couple months ago when we were talking about watching just kind of mindless things. But my brain is just tired lately. <laughs> Nick's is a little bit too. But just like we've been so busy and we're getting yeah. ready for the holidays. And so we aren't diving into the really thinky movies and or anything right now. So we've been watching a lot of the past seasons of Holiday Baking Championship on oh, Hulu. Because wow. <laughs> when in doubt, turn on a baking show and it's Christmas. So yep. might as well watch them make Christmas cookies. Uh, so we've been doing a lot of that. We have been watching a lot of our Christmas movies that we love. We watched guys... Muppet Christmas Carol the other <laughs> well, day say, for the you, first time you, this season. Did you guys finish the Disney marathon? Not quite yet. We have about five movies left. Okay. The problem is the next movie is the live action, quote unquote, Jungle Book. And we just don't really want to watch it. So we have been putting it one. off. It's fine. And some of the cast is really good. I think that making Scarlett Johansson Ka was really interesting. Mm. I love, um, oh God. He's one of my favorite actors, and I'm not going to be able to think of his name. Idris Elba? No. Um, no. <sighs> plays Bagheera. Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley. He's one of my very favorites. Yep. And so I I liked him in that a lot. I just, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's fun, but it just, yep. I think, was unnecessary, personally. Oh, good. So. But yeah, so still finishing those up. <laughs> uh, mostly watching things we don't have to think about. Because partially because a lot of the time when we are sitting and watching things right now, I'm either making myself get some reading done or I am making myself get some orders done for the shop. Because <laughs> I have a lot of stuff right now for Christmas yeah. uh, that needs to go out pretty soon. So... Well, yeah, that's all books oh, yeah. and stuff I've been watching slash hoping to read. The Like I said, the Christmas stuff I'm probably going to be get a jump on today after I visit some peeps. Mm -hmm. And then, like I said, I got the whole week, unless they call me in, to just k kill these two books. And I am determined. Because then, doing that, we get kind of a mini own, mini vacation until January. So. Yeah. Woo. I probably will start at least my January read before mm -hmm. the end of the year. Partially because I told some of my book friends that mm -hmm. I'm reading it. And they got very excited very <laughs> that I'm finally excited. reading it. Uh, but also partially because it is a part of a series and mm -hmm. my husband is so cute and so sweet. And when he bought me the first one, he just bought me all of the books that are already published <laughs> from the series. Oh my gosh. And so I have four of them. And well, so I'm, I might as well read the first one in December so I can <laughs> maybe read the second one in January and have right. a fun little like leg up for when we talk about it. Yeah. Fun. I don't um, know. Yeah, then for fun hint of mine, funny enough, the pick I have for January was initially going to be our very first read on this podcast, yes. but I could not because find it. Because it was so hyped. I was but like, I, we got to do something that'll make people want to listen to this episode. Right, but I could not find we it did. in Germany at all, and ordering it was going to take weeks. So we just said, okay, we'll do you. So this is now going back to the initial plan. We're making up for it, and I've chosen it. <laughs> <laughs> all right we want to start but wrap first up then. december 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, very excited. Very excited yep. for those. So, wrapping up. Yeah. Woot. Seems like it is about that time. So, you can email us anytime at the same page pod at gmail.com. If you have any books you think we should read for the podcast, any questions, collaboration requests, or if you've read any of our upcoming reads already and you have questions or discussion points that you would like us to include, absolutely send us an email. We would love for you guys to be a part of those conversations with us. Uh, if you want to reach out to me specifically, you can find my blog at tacklingtbr.home.blog or on Instagram at tackling underscore TBR. As for the podcast, you can find and connect with us on Instagram at the same page podcast, on Twitter at the same page pod, and you can find us on both Facebook and YouTube just by searching for the same page podcast. And then as always, the last thing that I will throw in here is if you are listening to our show and you like what you hear, please consider heading to Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you choose to listen and subscribing, leaving us a positive rating, and leaving your thoughts in a review. It's a process that really only takes a minute or two, but it means the world to small shows like us and helps us get introduced to more bookish folks. Yeah, and again, thank you all for listening. We're really excited for December, the attempt of two books. Funny enough that the attempt of two books is also now kind of a rushed month, but it will be okay. <laughs> I will be able to do it. Have faith. <laughs> and we will. And get don't you forget, all... because of that as well, we will be putting these episodes up every Friday. So yes. this one that you are listening to now will be up on the 4th, and our first discussion for the Candy Cane Caper will be next week on the 11th. You all right. Thank you all for listening. We'll hope you all have a happy holidays and we'll get back to you with some more more good reads. Bye.